Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. On this week's episode, we're talking to Jeremy Maslinski, who plays guitar on one of the tracks from the upcoming Code Burst album. He rocks. So uh, without further ado, let's do this. I'm, uh, I'm recording this in cool. hopes that uh, the video turns out. And I'm also timing us because Zoom has like a 40 minute timer for people who hey. don't pay. <laughs> I've run into that a bunch of times, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a, that's funny, I paid for Zoom, so. Do you if I were, Yeah, if I were the host, there'd be no time limit. But 40 minutes is probably plenty anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Jeremy, like is 40 minutes going to be enough or do we need like three hours? As I <laughs> act eloquently and just sign off of work for the rest of the day <laughs> on my art. <laughs> That's awesome. So for everybody who's going to see this video, you are Jeremy, also known as Moon and Snow Band. Also, like what other projects do you have? Yeah, so like Moon and Snow is kind of my catch-all. It's where I do, uh, it's like my passion project. It's, it's uh, I, have, I have lots of material written for it, lots of stuff coming that I hope to put out under that name. Um, and then from back in the day, teenage years, I was a metalhead growing up. I, I still haven't lost, you know, the, my passion for metal, which most people, when they grow up, they kind of grow out of it. And I'm still the guy who's going to shows and stuff like that. Um, so, but my, uh, my nephew, he's, he just turned 23. Um, he's, he and I sat down and we wrote a black metal album that we, we put out in November. Um, called Becoming Darkness, and that was that was a lot of fun. That that was supposed to be like a quick. Let's put out almost like a like a punk punk feel, real quick, simple song structure album, and and knock that out. And that turned into a a two year process of just like <laughs> we got increasingly more sophisticated with it. And, um, uh, but I'm really proud of how it came out. I think it, it's good. Um, I'm really proud of my nephew for he he really stepped up and wrote some, some great songs. And now he's he's sending me songs now where I'm like, oh man, I can't. He's blowing me away. He's just like, it's like this. In, in, if you're a Metallica fan, you know the jump between Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning. Like, there's a huge quality leap there, and he's he's done the same jump. So it's really it's exciting to see what he's coming up with and That's kind of raising the bar for me. So do you guys? Obviously, if he's sending you stuff, I mean, you're talking about a sophomore effort here. Like when, like when is that on the schedule? Uh, yeah. So that's. Hmm, I don't know. There's, I, I, I have a goal of, of doing like an album a year and I haven't met that goal. Um, obviously that album took two years, but um, I, I did a lot of the production on the last album. I did a lot of the drum programming and, um, and like all the synths and, and stuff like that. So I, I, I think we're going to find a way to kind of balance that. Um, so I asked him if he if he'd want to do more, take more of the lead on the production side, and maybe I write songs and send them to him, and if we can kind of like share the effort there, then it'll. I'm I'm thinking maybe like a year, year and a half, something like that. That'll that'll come out. I'm 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 really interested in getting the the next Moon and Snow album out. Um, sure. There's a lot of there's a lot of like songs I'm really passionate about on that album that I think I, I really can't wait to show to the world. Sweet. Do you have kind of a date in mind or like a rough kind of estimate of when that, when we'll be seeing that? Um, so I have tons of material for it. And 
so I, I need to whittle that down. I need to finalize some of the songs. And I'm thinking that's probably mm, six months to maybe early next year is probably what I'm, what I'm looking at okay. getting that done. And then my hope is to, is to reach out to some local musicians and, and go out and this will be more rock. Whereas the, the last album was more, there's a lot of synth stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this will lend itself more to a live environment. So I'm looking forward to bringing that out. And okay. Gigging. <laughs> Are you actually going to go out and play, huh? Yeah. That's, that's my goal. Cool. Nice. Cool. Yeah. That's something that Ben and I, like, we always talk about, wouldn't it be cool if somebody wanted to like have us perform the stuff that we write? And even though yeah. it's like, Oh my God, that would be daunting task to get the computer programmed and ready to totally figure that out. <laughs> but that would be really cool. If you guys ever do that, let me know. I would like to see it. <laughs> Thanks. I was just, uh, I was just, I, I posted on, um, on Instagram the other day that you guys tweeted out the code burst thing. And so I posted it on Instagram and my, my singer from my old band was asking me about it. And I was like, and he's really eccentric and, and he's got like this, this very taste. I'm like, you would like these guys. They're doing some, they're doing some really interesting stuff. They have a zombie opera. And, and so I sent him, I just sent him your guys a Spotify page and he's, he was just, he was digging through it yesterday. He was like, Oh yeah, this is cool. So he's excited about code burst. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, we're pretty excited about it too. It's, uh, it's weird. It's been like, in the works since what like september ben <laughs> uh, yeah a really long time yeah and i don't know like i don't know if it would have been out already if like covid hadn't happened or not but i definitely think it would be recorded by now i think we'd have a firmer release date <laughs> as it is we're still kind of waiting on a couple singers to like bring them into the studio but we're under shelter in place in minnesota so it's it's not happening right now um, and one of the singers, the singers who's who's like been affected by COVID the most, was mm-hmm. supposed to sing three songs. Oh, of course, yeah. So there's a lot of people that are getting their one song done, and we're just like, <laughs> a third <laughs> of the album's not done. <laughs> yeah, that's a, Are are you bringing the singers into like your studio and controlling the vi- environment, or are you having them doing it virtually? We had one guy that we always knew would be virtual because, well, and you actually, you know, um, a couple of people that aren't here that we knew we'd be collaborating with virtually. Um, But our plan was to bring all the local singers in and then COVID happened. So a couple of our singers are going to try to record at home. We'll see. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. And on a, I don't know, we've got the, the album is going to be 11 tracks and on, and what, like five of them have artists or six of them have artists that are not like from, you know, like you play on one of the tracks and you mm-hmm. recorded your stuff in California. Yeah. And then the singer in Oregon is on two tracks and like his songs are locked already too. And then uh, we've got uh, what, two, three more singers that are local <laughs> and then two of those are working on tracks at home. And then the third one, she's just kind of getting into it now. So. And Reed, Reed sang a song too. Oh yeah. Then the rest of the songs are just us. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Are you, are you serious? Are you really singing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Reed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reed, Reed did sing one. He's, he's the singer on the first single now. <laughs> wait, wait, which one is that? Did I hear that? Is that the one I heard? Oh my God. I don't even know which ones I sent you, but I, I'll, 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 
Outrun, I think. Oh, Outrunning. No, that's the dude from California. Or, gotcha. sorry, Oregon. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> over there on the West Coast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because you heard our mastering test. Yeah, that's right. Oh, right. Yeah, so Ben, he agreed with you, like, on your huh. first night's listen, like, Outrunning was number one, and then, like, uh, my mastering was the second one, and then the live, the, the like, the drier, the <laughs> drier, more exciting mixed was the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool, yeah, it's cool you guys can do that on your own, that's really, it's like, yeah. it's kind of where you want to be. It's, well, it's hard, yeah, it's hard to, I don't know. <laughs> now we're just talking about ourselves on your interview, right. but we're <laughs> just Griffin. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what what influenced you? Like, how did you get into music, Jeremy? Yeah, uh, I'm, I so I come from a musical family. Um, my dad is like like he's a some Polish dude from New Jersey who grew, grew up with a dad who was like, you're, you know, when he was like five or something, he's like, you're going to play the accordion, which, you know, 60 years later, my dad's like, why did he force the accordion on me? But, um, but you know, but my dad really like when he was young, his dad was really into like getting him trained up, getting him, you know, to these skills. And my dad's like, he's a genius with it. Just like, like I sit with my dad and my dad goes to the piano and, and he does these, like he just does chord substitutions automatically. He's really like plugged into like just theoretically understanding the way things work in a way that like I, I haven't been trained that like like that. So um, you know, I would I would like to pick his brain more, but hmm. you know, he lives in Salt Lake, I live in California. So but I, I so I got this musical background from from my dad and my mom. She was a singer and uh, in high school she you know, she traveled around with her choir and stuff like that. So I just always kind of grew up with music. Okay. And then um, when I was a teenager, I, my neighbor was selling a, this red Charvel that I got hanging on the wall and I, I dug a ditch for it. And I think I, <laughs> I think he paid me three bucks an hour and I broke child labor laws and yeah. all that stuff. And, um, and I grew my hair long and I was like, I'm going to be a metal guy. And that's, and that's what really started me was uh, like, I, I started really liking like, um, Metallica's Black Album and mm-hmm. Nevermind and stuff like that. Like the, this is where music really became like it, it became alive, mm-hmm. and and that just kind of sparked my passion. And then I met some people in high school, and and you know I've, I've been fortunate to find people who are kind of exciting to work with and and can keep teaching me stuff, and that and that's just kind of pulled me through. Nice. So, how, like, have you been in bands kind of your whole career, or how does that? Uh... Yeah, I, I, I think I, I was always, if I wasn't in a band, I was always trying to start a band. Um, <laughs> and then, oh, like in high school, we had, uh, in fact, I'll, I'll send you guys a link to me, uh, me playing heavy metal in high school. It's uh, nice. nice. It's, it's pretty Here. embarrassing, but it's, you know. We can just cut it into the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I, like in high school I was in a band um and then I, after after high school like I, I I tried to form a couple bands and then um met some buddies and we and we had uh, this incarnation of a band that we wound up calling comma tom it didn't really do much we, we we played around San Diego here but um but we never really like like we recorded an EP but we never put it out and uh <laughs> There's all this stuff now that I'm like, I'm sitting on all this material that I just kind of want to get out there. Like I still like these comma Tom songs. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that, that was always my goal until I started having kids. And then once I had kids, it was just like, uh, I have to slow everything down. I'm, I'm not sleeping, you know, Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's when I decided that moon and snow was kind of like, it, it was going to be, well, actually it wasn't right away. I just kind of like went through the, the motions for a couple years. And then I, I, I was inspired. I, I, I found some artists that really connected with me. Like, I don't know. Have you guys heard of emancipator? Um, if you haven't, you should check them out. Okay. Um, and Lorn and then Grimes. I don't know if you guys like Grimes or not, but um, like, like these people just kind of started coming up and, and, and it was just like making me think like the, the difference between me and them is, is, is they're just doing it, you know, like I'm, I'm sitting on all the stuff that I'm proud of and I'm, and I'm sitting here like not doing it. So I just made a plan to finally get the moon and snow album done. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, and that's kind of where I am now. And I think I, my kids are getting to an age now where I feel like I can start bringing in, um, bringing in more of the, the live experience and, and going out and doing that stuff. And I've got a practice area now, so I think we can, I can get some musicians together and kind of, kind of really start doing it. Nice. Awesome. Um, so like, it kind of sounds like, um, you've always just kind of been in it and been doing it, you know, having kids slowed it down a little bit, but you're still doing it. Has there ever been a point where you're just like, nah, I just like, like there's no time for this in my life and just like moved on or like, you know, how can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, totally. I mean, like, so I, I think that's probably why I never like focused enough to like bring it, bring it down, bring it into reality was like I went to school and I got a degree in physics and then I went and I got a master's degree. And in those periods, I was trying to like still maintain music and, and being in a band at, at various times. Hmm. And, but, but it was really like, it was kind of, I was overloaded, you know? <laughs> sure. and, and then, but I guess that's kind of why I was able to still, like once I got over the initial hump of having kids, I was overloaded. I'm like, oh, this is kind of, being the same level of overloaded uh, so so yeah like i i really think that that's that's kind of like my sweet spot where i've i, I found that i can work but um now now i'm rambling so. Sure. So, so like so like going back you know the the old stuff like the comic comp would you like would you just release that as is and just put it out there or would you like try to re-perform all of that stuff like with the knowledge you have now yeah so i thought about that because my because the singer um he just launched like this online he's a he's a, a middle school teacher now a, mu a music teacher and it's really it's it's, it's cool what he's done yeah. and at the time he was really like he had all this raw talent and and raw potential but he wasn't like formally trained or anything like that and now he's formally trained and he and i think he blows me out of the water mm -hmm. uh, so it'd be really interesting to sit and, and, and work with him and look at some of these songs again. And I thought maybe in like, in this whole COVID thing, it'd be a good time to reach out to some of these guys. Um, but I think honestly, like the, the songs that we recorded, the production might be a little spotty. Um, so maybe I could go back and kind of remix and remaster some of it, but those songs were good. And they, and I think that the performances were good. Um, we, 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 we crafted them pretty well. I think they, they would still be able to stand on their own cool. if we put them out now. Sure. But there's other stuff that I've got, like other metal projects that 
I've got what like when I first discovered GarageBand, I sat and I did like this whole like discordant, heavy, gross uh, metal EP. Yeah. And then I was like for a while, I'm like I'm gonna put that out. And now that I listen to it, it's just like it sounds insane. But I want to put it out just the way it sounds because that's where I was at the time. You know, I was right. like 26 years old. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just figuring it out. And, uh, so, so like eventually one day you're just gonna drop this whole thing on us of just like the life and times of Jeremy and like have it go from high school to now of just like a yeah. whole, like kaleidoscope <laughs> of stuff, huh? Oh, the, re- yeah. the retrospective. Yeah. <laughs> I have an album that I did when I was a senior in high school where I, I recorded everything and uh, I put that out too. That sounds but that's just on a cassette tape. I, I have no <laughs> idea how I'm gonna get off a cassette tape in any kind of quality manner. I've heard those are cool again, so maybe that's <laughs> yeah. the right way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so um so you talked about kind of like the stuff that got you into music. Like what have been some of your biggest influences like that just, you know, um, continue to, ex- to inspire you now? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I, I think there's so many, like in the world, generally speaking, there's so many smart musicians out there, you know, like, like I see what you guys are doing and I'm like, wow, this is really like, like that, that Christmas album you guys put out, I was <laughs> I, I really like digesting that was like, wow, there's like, like chock full of cool ideas here that these guys are just like, just kind of like putting together, you know? No. And um, so I, I see like, I see people doing this or I hear like, just like a catchy song and I'm like, and it really, you know, it, it, it hits you. Like a song that hits you, you know, here mm-hmm. and gives you like the emotions. That's like, that's kind of what, what I'm going for, you know? Like mm-hmm. I, I've got, I've got music that like when I when I'm performing it I'm like I really like this song this song is really speaking to me and I want to put it out there and so like like I was talking about Emancipator mm-hmm. uh, you know years ago I went and saw him live and it was the first time he's like this trip-hop artist but he, he he normally brings like a full band with him he's got like a, I think the first time I saw him was him doing a DJ set with a live violinist and it was so like stripped down and simple, but it was so well done mm. that I just I had like a really tangible emotional response to like this guy's music. And, and these are the things that like, like even if I'd said today, like I'm just gonna give it up, I'm gonna go and just eat Oreos and watch Star Wars all day, you know, <laughs> um, that I would still have these experiences with songs that I hear and they would still at some point inspire me to be like, yeah, I I have all this in me that I just need to find a way to get it out. Sure, sure. Can you, Jeremy? Can you talk about um, that's just what you were saying was making me think about a the difference between perf- like putting together music for live performances or a set to play with a band versus a studio album or whatever. Um, and maybe some of the challenges that you've experienced um, and like the joys you find in both and the challenges you find in both and frustrations you might have with either. Yeah. Between studio and live. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because um, I I lost, I lost contact with a friend of mine and he was a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. I just heard that John Frusciante rejoined the Chili Peppers. And so I dug through all my contacts and found him and was like, hey, did you hear it? I mean, of course he heard it, but. Right. Um, <laughs> but he, he's, a, he's a really, really good guitarist. 
and um and it and so i was talking to him about his band is recording right now and and he was talking about how he's like he went in to, to record his solos and he feels good about him but they you know maybe they, they had to do a little more editing than he would have liked or something like that and i told him like oh yeah it's, it's the same thing like when i was recording a solo for you guys or when i was recording i'm like sitting here in this room by myself like i I get nervous, right? And I have just turn a microphone on, hit record. Like I could, I could sit and play something fine for days, and then I, and I turn on that microphone. It's just like get all these nerves. I gotta like build up that you know work through like the physical manifestation of those nerves, and I and I lose like an hour every time I try to sit down and record. And it's just like it's how I work. It's it's what I'm learning now, and I'm just gonna you know maybe maybe in my fifties. I'll be, I'll be finally <laughs> over it, but like, whatever, I don't care. Right. But, but that, that's one of those things that like, you know, you, you think like you can control the environment so you can really dial in, but then you want to control the environment and you really want to get into the minutia. And, and that's like, I mean, that's good. It's your music. You should be putting it, making it in a way that appeals to you. But I think that that can, like that environment can be stressful for me. But on the flip side in the studio, I can really like, work on like the melodies that I'm singing, you know, like it, it can be really easy to just like strum some chords and be like, Oh yeah, yeah. Here, here's what's going. But like, until I like sit down at a piano and really try and like, like shape them out or play around or like really craft these songs. I think that's the positive experience of like the studio work is really like in the crafting and, and, and getting it, getting it to a point where you're like, that is done. And that sounds great. And, and, and I'm really like, I'm, I'm proud of that. And then playing live, playing live is like, you know, the nerves always come in, like, kind of like um, the same as the studio. Uh, but, I, but I learned playing live, like, I have to just like, before we go on, I have to like take 15 minutes and just go like grab my guitar and run scales. And really like, I have to be warm completely if otherwise it's just like, I get up there and like the nerves just suck all the blood out of my fingers. <laughs> and, um, and, and that's like, you know, those are, those are like the, the give and take, you know, but I, I do really like, it's really good when you're playing it with in, in front of an audience and you have that, that connection with people and, and you're feeling the energy and, and that's like, that's a sweet spot. That's something that's, that I'm looking forward to getting back to actually. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. Well, let's, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. So we've went gone, gone through quite a few of the questions. Um, maybe we'll just, take a second and just do the, the little fire round goofy okay. questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So fire round. What's your favorite movie? Uh, I was just thinking about this. This one's tough, but you know, to honor the fire round, I was going to say the nice guys. Okay. Um, came out this couple years ago. Have you guys seen that? Uh, yes. Yeah. The movie just like the movie hit me right. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, what's your favorite music genre? Uh, yeah, that one's tough too. I mean, I, I wind up going back to like, like melodic metal, probably the most is where like, it, it's probably the most of the songs saved in like my Spotify like songs. Okay. That, and then just like, like melodic electronic music. Sure. Sure. What, uh, so like, what are, what would be like, and it doesn't have to be in that genre, but what would be some of your top albums? Oh, that one's tough. Um, I really like Soil Work. I like their. I probably like their um, their album Natural Born Chaos. Um, Devin Townsend. I, I really liked his Transcendence album. 
Um, and then um, that second Emancipator album, that uh, Safe in the Steep Cliffs, Steep Cliffs, and um, Lauren put out an album. I think it's called The Maze to Nowhere, and that album was really good too. Okay, sweet. Um, dogs or cats? <laughs> wow, that's a. I never really owned a dog, but I've got to say I, I, I'm not a cat person either. So probably, I mean, I'm looking to get a dog for my kids. So okay. Oh, man, that's going to be a bullet to bite there. Oh, I know. Uh, that, <laughs> you, you guys have dogs? Yeah, no. I do. I don't like having pets. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm holding off, actually, is because I don't want to just, I don't want to go through, like, basically having another baby. Yeah, I have a dog and a cat, and, I, you know, I care about them. I love them. But I don't like taking care of them. I yeah. don't like paying for them. And it feels like a choice I made. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Have you ever broken a bone? Uh, yeah, I broke my thumb. Uh, I was Yikes. playing, uh, yeah, I was playing catch outside. I worked at a grocery store at the time and I was, we were throwing a football back and forth. <laughs> Yeah. And it's on break, and I and I caught the football and broke my thumb, and it wanted to be ass all the way down here. Oh. Um, and that's when I found out I was claustrophobic because the cla- the cast was giving me a panic attack. Oh, so, crazy! Oh. Um, and then when I was so I was living with the guys in that Kama Tom band for a while, and I got up on the roof to try and unhook a satellite dish. And then I thought I could jump off the roof and <laughs> do like a, a cute little roll and it'd be fine and then get up and go inside. But I, I jumped off the roof and broke my ankle and then did the roll. <laughs> that turned I mean, into like surgery and a uh, couple casts and stuff. Oh like my that. God. At least you committed to the landing. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was like a perfect <laughs> Olympic. I, I stuck the landing. <laughs> Did you fix the satellite like it was supposed to be fixed too? Or yeah, I, 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 yeah, we were like we needed to unhook the satellite to get regular cable working, and, and that was fine. But yeah, no, I, I had a couple screws in my ankle for a couple oh, of years. Oh wow! Yeah. But anyway, we're ankle buddies, then. I've broken both my ankles too. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. How'd you do that? Uh, I was born with club feet, and then uh, the doctors. I broke. I broke an ankle skiing when I was four, and then the doctors were like, "Well, let's just fix your feet." So they broke my feet and like both ankles at the same time too, and that sucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Didn't you just break it like a year ago, running down the stairs too? Oh well, yeah. Like I broke. Well, I broke a foot. Like I broke my like a toe bone, like missing the stairs. <laughs> yeah. I've broken quite a few bones. That's why that's, that's the only reason like that question occurred to me at all. <laughs> um, tacos or hamburgers? Oh uh, yeah. I, living in San Diego, like great Mexican food here, but probably hamburgers. If it was burritos or hamburgers, I'd probably go burritos. Interesting. Oh, okay. Interesting. So like, what's your go-to burger? Uh, in and out. Okay. Oh, in and out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, from your uh, from your past, do you have like a favorite, or I suppose this could be an artist you want to see too? But do you have a favorite performance memory? Um, yeah, I mean, like, so performing, I I don't know, like performing with Kama Tom was really cool because those guys were really like um, lighthearted. They had a really like stupid sense of humor. Like I, I don't know, have you guys seen Check It Out with Steve Rule? No. <laughs> it, 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 it's like a don't swim really just like like awesome. lower here even lower than that human right but um 
but those guys really like we had just this insane banter that yeah. uh, my father-in-law saw us once and he was like i don't you guys are like bantering around like inside jokes too much up there but it was like it was really <laughs> fun in the moment and, and i don't think we were alienating the audience that much so i think it was uh, that was a really like that was just a good time to be on the, on the stage sure. and then like um like going to see shows i think that emancipator show that one was really just like like a really like eye-opening experience for me hmm. and then anytime i go see devin townsend um he's got like his crowds are the best. Like, like it's just happy people. Strangers are coming up to me and like hugging me, and we're all singing the lyrics to these songs. And it's just like it's the best crowd I've ever had at a concert ever. So nice. That's he awesome. seems like a really cool dude. Yeah, yeah, I, I like him a lot. How about scariest performance memory? Oh yeah. <laughs> so this one, I, I had to think about this, but so we were playing in Comatom. We were playing. And this was early on, I think this was like the third or fourth time, um, the third or fourth time that we played out. And so I, I, nerves were really an issue. And I, I had, we had this song that had this like clean lead fill and I really like it. I still to this day, I think it was, it's like, it works really well with the song. And as we're coming to the part where I have to play the clean lead fill, I'm like, oh man, I, I don't remember it at all. Like. I played it a million times. We wrote the song years before that, right? Yeah. Like it's completely gone. And I'm like, okay, I think it's this. And I wound up locking in to the right pattern, but a half a step up. So uh, maximum, maximum ugly. And I, I could not get my head around what I was doing wrong, but I knew it sounded like garbage. <laughs> we'll have to... Then you'll have to like we'll have to share the link with Jeremy of that video you showed me that one time of the church service oh, yeah. <laughs> like jamming out like a half step yeah. off and just, yeah. no. yeah. oh. so bad yeah. yeah afterwards the guy who owned the venue came up to us and he was like I really like what you guys are doing but I think you were out of tune or something and I'm like no that was my fault <laughs> I, just, I just lost it and went to the, to the complete wrong key oh man <laughs> oh god so living in San Diego, I mean, I kind of expect I know what this answer is, but what's your favorite season of the year? Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably summer. Like, <laughs> I really like winter. I like I like the snow. Like the whole moon and snow thing was like me thinking about like what I think is like like one of the most like beautiful things you could see in the world. And it's probably like being out in the snow at night. I think that's like just like really resonated with me. But I live in San Diego, and I and I. I like the warmth. <laughs> um, favorite place on the planet? Yeah, that one I had to think about too. Um, I, it's so I do a lot of running and just the beaches we have here in San Diego, there's like, they're probably like some of the most serene, beautiful places that I've, I've been. Like just going on a run with the cliffs behind you, you feel isolated. You're, it's almost like you're on like your own little island and you can really just kind of like clear your mind. And, cool. That's awesome. Um, Disneyland or Disney World? Oh, well, I, at Disneyland just because I'm close, and <laughs> I think I, I went to Disney World when I was six, and I, I don't know. All I remember was like going on three rides and eating ice cream. So, oh, that's a good memory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what's your favorite software to use in the studio? Yeah, so I'm using Logic right now, and that's kind of. Uh, I haven't really experimented much beyond like the Apple products. Mm -hmm. um, but we did, 
when we were with uh, Comatom, when I was with Comatom, we were using Pro Tools. Um, but I was more hands-off on like the production back then. So yeah, I, I like Logic. I think like it's, it, I know how to do what I need to do. And if I don't know how to do it, I know how to ask Google about it. So <laughs> do you, uh, do you have any favorite plugins that you use for like either on the mixing mastering side or even just like as instruments? No, not really. I mean, like that's, I'm, I'm kind of running everything stock. Um, I'm, I'm trying to see what I can do with what stock. And so I don't know if you guys have any suggestions, I'd, I'd be down to hear them. It's... Oh yeah, we can, I mean, I, I, All day I, long, reads the king I, of plugins. Oh, really? <laughs> I haven't seen a plugin that I didn't like. So. <laughs> Are you guys using Logic too? Yeah. 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 Nice. All right, cool. Now I'll pick your brain. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like, if there was uh, an artist, or, like, even a non-artist, just somebody that, like, you could sit down with and BS and, like, get some knowledge whether it's on your music craft or just about life like who would be one person that you'd just love to spend a day with yeah you know i i thought about this too and and like years ago i keep going back to devin townsend like i'm the ultimate devin townsend fanboy but i <laughs> probably am um and i i bought a i bought like a skype he was he was trying to crowdsource an album and i bought a skype vocal lesson from him and <laughs> and i totally misread the like he was offering like 10 of them and I thought, he, I thought I got 10 lessons. So I'm like, cool. Like I'll pick, this is a steal for 10 vocal lessons from Devin Townsend. And then it was like, <laughs> Oh wait, no, it's one 30 minute vocal lesson. Like uh, I should probably pay more attention to the fine print here or the actual bold <laughs> your face print. Right. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> but anyway, like, so talking with him was really great. Cause he, you know, we wound up like, there's not, it, I don't think he's like a, the right person to teach you vocals. I think he'll admit that because he's, he, he said he just taught himself and just kind of found like this weird process that works for him. But he gave me a lot of like, like really good advice, like um, how to dial in a better guitar tone, how to, uh, a good mics to have for a studio that if I want to have like a budget studio. And mm -hmm. so like, those are, those are things that have been like working on bringing in the gear that can like kind of, maximize my sound but I mean so that was like that was at the time that was like a really like a dream opportunity for me but outside of that I think honestly like these kind of environments where I'm working with musicians that I think are really talented and I think like I, I can learn something from I think that really that's 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 just what I want to do is like rub elbows with people that that I like that I get along with that are smart and that can kind of just like bring my process to a new level mm -hmm. well that's that's very kind of you sir <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> by the way i don't think we have said it on this video yet but thanks so much for playing guitar on our song you sound rad oh, i really appreciate the opportunity it was a lot of fun um and and those videos that i sent you guys i i hope those were okay my wife was like oh man this is gonna be embarrassing because I, I have you guys watched them where i'm like telling my daughter like so Get out of the camera. <laughs> oh, those are the best videos. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say, too, it's like, you know, um, we can talk, you can talk about this if you want to, but like, you know, how have you found like social media to be in relation to your, you know, your musical career? And I, I think of that because like this, almost this whole project was born out of chance meetings on, on social media. I mean, like the artist who 
is one of our partners on this project. I met him randomly on Twitter. You know, I met you randomly on Twitter and yeah. it was like, you know, these people with these cool talents, it's like, how do we like, let's just do this thing. Yeah. You know? It's uh yeah, no. So, I mean, social media, it, you get in, you get out what you put in is, is what I'm, what I'm learning. Like, um, I, I'm not like, I'm not actively marketing right now. I'm not actively, um, like I, I'm trying to keep a presence, but I'm, I don't have like, um, anything super fresh to put out. So but, but this project is cool. So I'll, I'll definitely be pushing this. And, um, and I just, I, I signed on to work with this guy in Portugal. I'm going to sing some metal vocals for him. So that'll be cool. Oh, cool. cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so like, but I think I, I found that, you know, uh, I, I think I might, I might short circuit one of your questions here, but there was like one, like one of your questions in, in the printup you gave me was like, what's great advice someone gave you once or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. and, um, and someone actually gave me really terrible advice. Mm -hmm. And it was right after um, like the first incarnation of Kama Tom kind of, it kind of fell apart. And I, and I played a show by myself with like backing tracks. And it was kind of like, it was kind of like the, the beginning of what Moon and Snow was going to become. And um, the, the drummer in that band, his dad like pulled me aside after he's like, that was cool. But like, you can't go do that like forever. And then what are you going to do? Like, be in a one man band and, and play by yourself forever. And I remember thinking like, yeah, that's probably right. And I kind of got like down on it and, and pulled back and really like, and it took me a couple years to realize like, look, whatever, you know, I, I should just be moving forward. Even <laughs> if I'm just like sitting in my room, tinkering on songs and putting them out. Um, it doesn't matter because that's, I'm, I'm still like honing my craft, writing songs, producing material and like scratching that creative itch. <laughs> and so really like social media kind of comes into that, you know, where it's like, it is the venue by which I can like, as a solo artist right now, I can just like pump stuff out into the world. And, but there's a couple more knobs I need to turn. Like I'm not, I don't, I'm not represented on Bandcamp at all right now. And, hmm. uh, some guy wrote, gave me a write up about the, the metal album I put out with my nephew. And he was like, why aren't you on Bandcamp? Bandcamp is the place for metal. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll mean, <laughs> we'll get right on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Well, so that, I mean, that is awesome. And actually that was my next question. Like what, you know, if you had advice for anybody, you know, just in general about this, like what, what would it be? Or if, you know, if you have any. Yeah. And that's, so I, it, it would be the opposite of the advice that that guy gave me. And <laughs> uh, I have a friend who's, he, he's, he's funny cause he's, he's really, he's so talented and he's just like 20 years behind the times. Like, he really, he was in love with Motley Crue in like the early 2000s, like when nobody liked Motley Crue. And now he's like, he's like working to learn the whole Bon Jovi catalog when, I mean, maybe people still like Bon Jovi. I don't know. I mean, I, I respect Bon Jovi, but I'm not like jamming Bon Jovi every day, you know? Yeah. And, but, but he was saying like bands like that, at least back in the day, but I'm sure it applies today. Like the thing that they did that made them big is they showed up every day and they got together and they just didn't stop, you know? And like, um, if you, if you have even like a minuscule amount of talent and you just keep going, like it's going to connect. Mm -hmm. And, and so it, you know, even if it's just like, if it takes you time to develop that or whatever, but if, if you, as long as you just keep moving, it's eventually going to connect and you're going to find where your voice resonates. Can I, can I ask you one more question, Jimmy? Um, 
And this is a yes or no question that I already know what you're going to answer to, but I'm hoping it'll like, it, you know, you'll, you'll have something to say about it. But, um, I mean, does art need to be your job to make you happy? Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be great. Like, like that, there's that yeah. whole love what you do and you know, right. never work a day in your life. And yeah. I definitely feel like I'm working some days. Um, but, but no, I mean, I think it's like, you know, it's like, it's like anything else, right? Like even if it's just a hobby, people, people have hobby, you know, people go out and hike people, you know, like knit. I don't know. I mean, I would never want to knit, but people like, this is a hobby. Right. And, and I think it's just like, what is inside of you that needs to like come out and, and however you get it out. And if, if you can make a million dollars along the way, then, you know, that's more power to you. Sure. That's. Sounds good. I uh, I sincerely appreciate your time, Jeremy. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks for great talking with you guys. Yeah, thanks for playing on the album. Totally. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's uh, uh, you know, okay. So, is Moon and Snow the next thing that's going to come out for you? Yeah, yeah. So I, I've got I, I've got like everything visualized for it. I got the album name. I got the the way I want the cover to look and all the art and. Um, I just have to like buckle down and, and get the songs recorded and, um, and finish up. I, I'd say like half of the, half the material is actually firmed up. So. Okay. So just yeah. the easy part, just record the songs. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, have fun in California. Don't get a sunburn. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice to meet you, man. Yeah. It was nice to meet you. What's, yeah. uh, what's the weather like out there right now? Is it? It's actually pretty decent. It's like yeah. seventy and it's cloudy oh, today. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's May. I'm I'm yeah. in COVID yeah. fog where I could <laughs> be winter so somewhere. And I don't know. Yeah, you never know out here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be shooting you some messages uh, pretty pretty soon here. And uh, yeah, dude, have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate your time. It's good talking with you. All right, later, later man. Bye. Bye.